The Bible is a living book. As we begin to live in the Bible each day, we find that the Bible begins to live in us. Join Scott Pauley as we study simple principles for getting into God's Word and ask the Lord to make His truth alive in you today. Today we begin a fresh study of an old truth. Today we begin to look at the Word of God and its impact on our lives. You know, when you stand in a library and you look at books, I, I'm a, a, a bibliophile, I love books, and perhaps you love books. When you stand in a library and you look at books, although there may be wonderful truths in them, and they may be written by great people, uh, most of the time those authors are dead or they are dying. And uh, many times even the content in their writings are full of of dead things and things that kill. But when you look at a Bible, when you look at the greatest library on earth, you are looking at a living book with a living author. Now granted, the Lord used more than 40 human penmen and they're all gone and with the Lord now. We're going to meet them someday. But the great author of Scripture is God Himself. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration literally means God breathed it out. His Spirit, His breath, His life. And so if God is perfect, everything that comes out from God would be perfect. Which means the Word of God is the perfect revelation of our God. And it's not a dead book. Recently, my family and I had the privilege to visit again the Biltmore Estate in North Carolina. And what an amazing uh, facility and what an amazing tour we had. Uh, my favorite room in that gigantic house is the library. And I asked the lady that was there giving the tour, I said, how many books are in this room? And she said, more than 10,000. And she said, now there's more than 20,000 on the property, but more than 10,000 in this room. It's massive. Uh, hard to wrap your mind around. And yet, you're holding, when you hold a Bible, the greatest library on earth. 66 books, every one of them given by God, every one of them for our benefit. Let's begin today with Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12, where the Bible says, For the Word of God is quick. What does that mean? Fast? It means it's alive, like the quickening power of the Holy Spirit to make alive again. The Word of God is quick and powerful. You see, if it wasn't alive, it wouldn't be powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. In other words, it's alive, it's powerful, and it gets the job done. It, it cuts to the quick. The verse goes on and says, Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You'll notice that he addresses all three parts of man. Spirit, soul, and body. The spirit where God dwells. The soul where you think and feel and choose. Your intellect, emotion, and will. And even the joints and marrow. He gets, he gets here even to the body, to the physical. He says the Word of God cuts through everything. It speaks literally to the heart of the matter. And the Bible says it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Uh, you may think you know you. You may think someone else knows you. But no one knows you like God knows you. 
And the amazing thing is, when we read the Word of God, God not only reveals Himself, He reveals us. That's why James refers to the Bible as a mirror. It shows us who we really are in the sight of a holy God. And that's why your Christian life, in many respects, is your life connected to the Scriptures. In other words, the attention you give to the Word of God simply reveals what attention you're giving to the God of the Word. Now, we, we've established already that this book is a living book. I find myself in meetings very frequently quoting a certain verse of the Bible. Many times, even in my prayer, I'll claim this. And it comes from 1 Peter chapter 1. Now, the Bible says, speaking of Scripture, verse 23, "...being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever." In other words, this is a living book, and it is a book of eternal life. It abides forever. He goes on in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24 to say, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Peter's actually quoting from Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40. And verse number 8 says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to declare to you today on the authority of the word of God and the assurance of having seen it at work in my own life that this book is not a dead book. It is indeed a living book. Now here's where we get down to where we live. Not only is the Bible a living book, but it must live in us. I mean by that... If it's going to make us alive, if it's going to cut through every area of our life and get to the heart of the matter, then we must get the Word of God into our lives. Peter went on in 2 Peter to talk about the power of the Word of God in us. He says, referring to his own experience on the Mount of Transfiguration, he said in verse, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 17, "...for he received from God the Father honor and glory." When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. He says, I want you to know, you have something just as wonderful as the living Word, Jesus Christ, speaking to you. You have the written Word of God. And he said, it's a better situation because the living Word, the Lord Jesus, He left and went back to heaven, but the Word of God has been left with us. Has it dawned on you lately what a treasure you have in your Bible? What a blessing God has given us in the Word of God that we can give our attention to Scripture and as we do, God speaks to us. So here's the way it works. God's Word is very much alive and it's full of life-giving truth. As you live in the Bible, the Word of God begins to live in you. Isn't that a beautiful thought? In other words, when I begin to, to read and listen and study and meditate and pray and apply the Scriptures to my life, 
that word begins to transform every area of my life. Now, if the writer of Hebrews understood that, and Peter understood it, and James understood it, and all the other Bible writers understood it as well, and Isaiah understood it, don't you think you and I ought to go back and push the spiritual reset button and say, Lord, I need the Word of God, the living Word, to live and abide in me. And that means I need to get back in it. I'd like to challenge you today to rededicate yourself right now. Wherever you are, rededicate yourself to living in the Word of God and letting the Word of God live in you. Take some time today just to read the Scriptures. Just begin there. Uh, Take a portion of the Word of God and begin to meditate on it. And over the next several studies, we're going to talk more about how to do that effectively. But know this, as you allow God to speak to you, His Word will live in you and abide with you forever. God bless you for joining us today. Our prayer is that these simple thoughts will encourage you to further study the Bible for yourself. God has so much to say to you. Visit us online at scottpauley.org for additional studies and other helpful resources. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey. Thank you.